Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Living Word Fellowship online service. And we thank the Lord for giving us another Sunday to have fellowship with one another, even if we don't see or meet each other. We are meeting each other through our online service. But we are grateful for this blessing and privilege that he had given to us. It was such a relief that after a long period of time, uh, let's say a few months, maybe five months, that we have not been able to see each other. But last June, on the second, maybe third week of June, we are allowed to get out of our houses. We are allowed to meet up with our friends. We are allowed to visit our friends with a limit of five persons. We are even allowed to dine out and eat together. And for that, that is such a blessing. Because in the early days of April, CB was announced in Singapore. CB means circuit breaker, that our movement has been restricted by the government of Singapore because of the ongoing pandemic of the COVID-19. During those times when they announced the circuit breaker, it was such a sad news to all, for most of us because it means that we cannot go out the way we want. We are restricted. It, it feels like we are in jail. We are in prison of our own houses. And sometimes it doesn't even feel like you want to, you don't even see the end of it. It's like forever, every morning you wake up the same thing over and over again. And then we look forward for, because they've given four weeks of CB, and we look forward for 2nd of May, if I'm not mistaken, 2nd of May. And then after that, in the midst of CB in April, they announced another additional four weeks, and it seems like, oh, when will it end? When, when will it be? So by those times, during those times, I believe that not just those who are working at home are affected. Actually, everyone, including those children, are affected by this pandemic. As a matter of fact, when I, uh, like all of you know that I have shared before that I am looking after my employer's grandson. He is two years old, and we can sense that he has been affected by this thing. He, he does not know yet, but we know that he is suffering. So this suffering that we have gone through is really real, and the struggle is real. Every one of us has been affected. So is it possible for us to rejoice? Is it possible for us to say thank you? Is it possible for us to be triumphant in the midst of suffering. Today, I'm entitled my sermon, Joy and Triumph in Suffering. We are going to look at the life of a man in the book of Acts, Paul and Silas, on how they have been joyful, on how they have been triumphant in the midst of their suffering. Our text today is from Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 34. 
Let us read all together. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had the spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. This and this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having been greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they deceased Paul and Silas and dragged them in the marketplace before the rulers. And when they brought them into the magistrate, they said, these men are Jews and they were disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrate tore the garments of, off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their, their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer walked and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself for we were all here. And the jailer, and the jailer called for lights and rust in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then, he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up out into his house and set foot before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful that we have a God who is full of grace and mercy, who is able to comfort us in our time of suffering and in our time of need, you provide everything. Father, today may I ask that you give us wisdom on how to apply your word. Give us the understanding, Lord, to this message that you want us to hear. Help us too, Lord, that we would be able to run our race with perseverance, no matter what kind of suffering may come along our way. And bless our time together now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So this text that we have just read came from the book of Acts. So let us take a look at a brief summary 
of what is going on in the book of Acts. The book of Acts gives the history of Christian church and the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ as well as the mounting opposition to it. It also, it, it has also pointed to us that many faithful servants were used to preach and teach the gospel. Saul, called, was also called Paul, was the most influential. Before his conversion, Paul was zealously persecuting the Christians, and his conversion is the highlight in the book of Acts. After his conversion, he went to the opposite extreme of loving God and preaching his word with the power of the true and living God. Paul had gone through a great deal of sufferings and hardship, and none of those had stopped him in proclaiming the gospel. What we have read earlier is one of those instances where Paul had to suffer. And in this text that we have read in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 to 34, we are going to see how Paul had dealt with his suffering, how did he respond to it, and what is the outcome of those suffering. Paul was a servant of God that he is not scared whatever hardship may come to his way because he know that the one whom he serve is able to save him. He know that the God whom that save him is able to give him triumphant triumph and victory over those hardships that he has gone through. Let us then identify what is the cause of Paul's, of Paul's suffering that we have read in chapter 16. The cause of his suffering, together with Silas, was their godly acts. We may ask sometimes that what, cause, what are the causes of suffering? Suffering may cause by us, may cause by others, may cause by the circumstances surrounding us, may cause by nature, and of course, may cause by Satan himself. But for the case of Paul, it is not because of his own doing or wrongdoing that he suffers. The cause of his suffering is because of his godly act or good acts towards this girl, this slave girl. So on their way to a Jewish place of prayer, Paul and his companions was met by a demon-possessed girl. So this is the narrative on the, the cause or how, how did it start? Paul directly rebuked the evil spirit abusing the girl using the power of Jesus and the evil spirit departed from that girl. And what, did, what Paul did with the girl was not appreciated by her masters because by her fortune telling, she earned her masters a lot of money. And after that, they are not so satisfied with that, so they have to go. The people went before the magistrates and had them stripped and severely plugged 
and as disturbers of peace and ordered them to be jailed. On his point of view, Paul is acting in a godly manner because this girl was disturbed and has been slayed by this evil spirit. Paul's action didn't come as if acceptable to the honors of this girl because his honors, her honors, means they will not have any more money because this girl, by fortune telling, she can earn much money for her masters. And because of that act, they were brought to the magistrate. They were accused of something that they have done that is good. They are accused, though as if it is a crime to do it. So what they did, they were thrown into prison. They were, they were flogged, they were beaten, and they were placed in a prison where there is a maximum security. Because the Bible describes to us that it is in the inner cell. Inner cells mean it is inside that no one and that place is totally secure. So Paul and Silas, we didn't read in this passage that we have read that they struggled, they complained, or they, they utter words of abuse to those people who had accused them of wrongdoing. They just accept the fact that they were to go to jail because of what they did to this little girl. For us, during, uh, let's go back to the time that we are experiencing suffering. Suffering does not come on alone like suffering like Paul in a jail. Suffering also could come in a form of illness. Suffering also could come in a form of emotional suffering, mental suffering, physical suffering, or work-related sufferings. So all of this, sometimes it isn't caused by us. It is caused by the circumstances that is surrounding us. So if that is the case then, should we just accept it the way Paul and Silas have done it? Because they know that by resisting, it doesn't make them any feel good. So the same thing with us. Complaining with our present suffering does not help at all. We are, sometimes we look for people to blame because of the suffering that we go through. Sometimes, as we, I include myself to this because we are in the household industry, during the CB, when everyone else is at home, our employers, their children, their grandchildren, they are all at home. And it is really indeed a great deal of suffering. Because we have from the time or from the moment we wake up, from let's say 6 a.m., you start your job or your work, and you will end up at night at 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And most of the time, you're standing inside the kitchen cooking, and it is really, really tiring. And for some of those also, 
who are working, who suddenly they were called to stop work from their office and they have to work in their homes, they were also faced with different kind of scenario where it is so difficult to concentrate in do what they are doing. So the thing that we are going to, lose, to see here is that by blaming someone or by complaining doesn't help at all. So if we are going through suffering, let us respond according to what God had said or had shown us upon the life of Paul and Silas. The response to their suffering is by praying, singing hymns to God, and the prisoner were listening to them. Did, picture this in your mind right now. Did they feel like worshiping at that time? They were beaten, they were flogged, they were stripped, emotionally in pain, physically in pain, and probably they are even scared at that moment. So worshiping, praying, and thanking God at that time is not probably a good idea for them. But as we have read that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They are determined to give glory to God who they trusted was in control of their situation. Their radical response to worship was a decision they have to make. It is their choice to worship God in the midst of their suffering, and it is their choice to give thanks to the Lord even if it doesn't feel like it. The, it is their choice to worship because they know that the God whom they worship is able to set them free. Because they know that the God whom that saved them in many times and in many occasions is able to save them. That's why though they are suffering, they respond by praying and worshiping to God. How about us? If suffering come along our way, and we know that we didn't cause that suffering that we are going through, are we going to respond the way Paul and Silas has done? And my answer to that is yes, we must. Yes, we must, we must follow the example of Paul and Silas because it is good for us when we follow what is the scripture is saying to us to do. The first thing we need to do when suffering come and strike to us, we are to pray. Prayer means talking to God, communicating with God, and prayer is our direct line to God. We don't even need to connect to the internet 
to connect with God. God is everywhere. God is with us. God is by our side. God is in front. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So we can pray. But the thing is, we know that prayer is important and we cannot overemphasize the power of prayer. But sad to say, many of us neglect this medium or way of commune, communing with God. Sometimes we have this excuse that, well, I'm so busy. I have so many work to do. Well, during the CB, really, we have so many work to do. We have to work from morning until night. And those working from home, from their office, they have to look after their children, and their children will come and disturb them. And it is indeed so suffering, and you cannot do anything about it. So praying alone, we can say that I got no time to do it. And sometimes because of pain, because of the suffering that we are going through, we cannot utter a word of prayer. When we are weak, we do not know exactly how we should pray. God himself, through his Holy Spirit, help us by making intercession for us. And that is mentioned in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. It says, likewise, the Spirit help us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we hope, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit knows what is inside us. The Holy Spirit knows that we are struggling to pray. He knows and he will intercede for us. Sometimes when we are going through a lot of pain, even saying a word is so difficult to say. All what we can do is to cry. But it's okay to cry because God knows what we are going through. He is the all-knowing God that even the smallest pain or the smallest suffering that we are going through, He can make and He can help us to go through. So may we not give up. May we continue to pray. Because at first when we sit down and pray, as if, what shall I say? I cannot even say thank you to the Lord. But the thing is, like what we have read, the Holy Spirit will lead us and help us. And He will intercede for us. If we don't feel like praying, just sit down and pray. And it will come as the Holy Spirit will help us. So it is not only by praying. Praying comes with worshiping God. Worshiping God, Paul and Silas, 
Though they are in the inner prison, sang so loud and so heartily that the prisoner heard them. Their singing is not just whispering. Because they are in the inner cell, but that everyone inside the prison could hear them singing. And there's no singing in prison. Who could sing in prison when everyone else is going through in their mind? Maybe they could want to get out of this jail. But for Paul and Silas, in their pain, they sang worship to the Lord. Singing hymns, singing worship to God is our one way of expressing our thanks, our gratitude to God through music. So it helps a lot when we sing. It lifts, it lifts us the soul that commutes with God. There are so many music available for us to listen. And we can sing along with that. We can worship God through music. Through worship is the acknowledgement of God and all his power and glory in everything we do. We worship God not just through music. In our work, we can also worship God. While cooking, we can also worship God. On a conference call, still we can say that this is my act of worship to you, Lord, because even if I am away from my boss, because you are my big boss, you can see me working and I am doing this for you. Worship is offering to God what we are doing every moment of our lives. Worship is about acknowledging him that he alone is in control of everything. To worship him in times of suffering is indeed a challenge. How can you say, I worship you, Lord, but like, how come I am so suffering? But we worship him because we know him as our almighty God who is able to help us in times of this suffering. We pray, we worship, and also we must give thanks to the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. It says here, in all circumstances. It didn't say, for these circumstances only, you have to thank God. But it says, in all circumstances, and that includes suffering. How to thank God when things are not working in our favor? It is difficult to thank God when we are feeling so miserable. When our we are feeling as if there's no light at the end of the tunnel. When will this CB will end? It's so difficult to thank God for that. It's so difficult when, ev when everyone is at home and you're doing your very best to do everything, yet someone else is scolding you. It's so difficult. But again, through the help of the Holy Spirit, it will remind us that the only way to give thanks to God is to count our blessings and to thank him in the little things that he had given us.
During the CB, do you know, my brothers and sisters, that during the CB, I look forward to going to supermarket, in which I don't like it. I really don't like going to supermarket because I have to carry so many things. But during the CB, you know that I look forward for Saturday because that is the only day I can get out of the house. And then I realize that I can thank God for that. I can thank God that I have Saturday that I can go out of the house and do a shopping. So little things that oftentimes we neglect are the ones that we should thank for. At the end of our work, no matter how long or how long is the hours of our work, we still must thank God that thank you, Lord, for seeing me through today. Sometimes we have to stand the whole day at long hours, and then even my knee is very painful. And when I sat before I go to bed, the Lord reminded me to thank him because he see me through the whole day. It does not matter that the following day I will do the same thing. So can we all do that? Yes, we can. Thank the Lord that he had given us another day. Thank the Lord for the people around us. We have so many things to thank God for. Let us not miss this opportunity that even in the midst of suffering, we can respond by giving thanks to our God. Like what I said, being angry, complaining, doesn't help at all. Try cooking when you are angry and taste the food that you cook, whether it is nice or not. It isn't nice at all. And then try complaining while you are washing the dishes and you will feel even more tired. Maybe you, in your mind you say you, you are only bumbling birds like this and so forth. Because I am saying this because I have gone through it too. I know how hard it is to work from morning to night. But the more I complain, the, full, the more miserable I feel. The more angrier I am with the people around me. But if we switch to thank God in everything, thanking God that we, are still, we still have this job, no matter what kind of job it is, it changes our heart. And it lifts up our countenance and the people around us we see, will see the joy that we have while doing that. So with that, you can, you can actually spreading the joy within the people around you. So for, for Paul and Silas, that's what they did. And we can also do it because the Holy Spirit of the living God dwells in us. No matter what is our circumstances, good or bad, we can choose to praise, to worship, and thank God. So after those moments of singing, of worshiping, and praying, now we can see what is the result of that suffering. 
Paul and Silas was in jail because of their godly act by helping a demon-possessed girl. They were beaten, put in stocks, they were stripped, they were plugged, and the response to suffering was to worship, to pray, and to thank God. And immediately after that, amazing things happened to them. And these are the things that has resulted to Paul and Silas sufferings inside the jail. The prison doors flew open and every prisoner's chain came loose because there's an earthquake and everyone else is like, wow, suddenly I am no longer in stocks, all my chain is gone. And then the next thing that happened is that they were able to share the gospel to the jailer and became a believer and his whole family as well. And not only that, Paul and Silas were prayed, were prayed from prison and the magistrates who put them in jail came to appease them and escorted them out of the prison. All of these things happened as a result of their suffering because God is the one who arranged it. I believe that it is God who placed them in that prison because he wanted the people inside the prison to hear the gospel and to know who this God that Paul and Silas are worshiping. The first thing they did is that when this jailer is about to kill himself, because he saw that everyone, the, all the prison doors were open and all the prisoners' chain were unlocked and he, he wanted to kill himself. So Paul and Silas didn't move because all the prisoners are still there and they have told him that we are still all here. So they used that opportunity to share who Jesus is to him. And the outcome of that this man himself asked Paul and Silas on how, on how he could be safe. So that is the chance Paul and Silas has to share the gospel to him and his entire family was safe. So you see, suffering is not all bad at all. God can always turn around those suffering in favor for his glory. His arrangement or providence of things, sometimes we could not explain. No matter how genius we are, no matter how knowledgeable we are, no matter how, how intelligent we are, and we know all of these things, God is able to show us that in suffering, we can. We could not explain, but for God, all things is possible. Those magistrates that came to, hit, to them are the ones who ordered them to be placed in jail. And look at what happened. They are the one who appeased them and get them out of jail. So the thing is, 
they were vindicated in their actions. And because of that, God is glorified. In our lives, God uses difficulties of life to bring us closer to him. Have you noticed that when we are going through something or we have a big problem, that is the time that we cry out to God, that, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. But when things are rosy, when things are well, and when things are good, sometimes we just say, hello Lord, or let's say, thank you Lord, that's it. But when things are bad and we are going through something that is so difficult and we don't have any way out to him, we keep crying out to him, isn't it? We keep on saying, Lord, help me. I do not know what to do. Lord, help me. I don't have any money to send back home in the Philippines. So these things are the opportunities that suffering could bring to us, the good things that suffering could bring to us. What else? It is also an opportunity to witness about Christ to our unsaved loved ones and others. Many of us had shared that during the circuit breaker or lockdown also in the Philippines and they could not go out, that is the time that we call very often to our loved ones, isn't it? That is the time that we, from time to time, maybe every day, or maybe two times a day, we reach out to them and call them. And it is the time that we talk more to them. It is the time that we could share how the Lord had helped us here in Singapore. And we can also encourage them. We don't give up the opportunity to share the gospel to anyone, even in the midst of suffering. Because we can share because we experience that. And our experience should be able to prove to them that God is working and God is our help in times of need. And we also, we become more sensitive to the need of others. We see that in our times of suffering, there are many needs around us. Some of our brethren has been sick. Some will, could not go home to see their loved ones. And that is so heartbreaking. Some could not even see their loved ones when they passed away and they could not even send them off because they are here in, in Singapore and air travel is restricted. And we know that. And for that, we become more sensitive to those needs that they have. And what, what can we do is, we, is for us to pray and reach out to them. This pandemic that we are going through, it is really, there is no one who is spared by it. All of us has gone through suffering. All of us has, has struggled. All of us had to adjust to this, they say, new normal. And I myself, 
as a, almost a senior citizen. I, I consider myself as almost a senior citizen because senior citizen, I think, is 60, right? Now 55. I'm 55, so my limang taon pa. The senior citizens are the one who has been affected more, especially here in Singapore. That's why they are struggling. There are those who were not able to cope with the sudden change because of the emotions that going on to them. And there are news that many had suffered in mental illness during the CB. So what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to blame others? Are we going to live a life that is godly and share and do whatever it is that the Lord had asked us to do? Or we will just continue to sit in our own comfort? Brothers and sisters, the Lord is speaking to all of us right now. That in ours, in everything that we are going through, he is in control. In everything, in every circumstances, worship him. In every circumstances, thank him. In everything, be sensitive to the need of others. Stop complaining, stop blaming. Let's just take everything from the Lord because it is him who can turn around our situation and our suffering could be a blessing to us. May I share a short testimony to all of you? A short one, don't worry, a short one. That it says that during CB, and I am always at home, it is the time that I realize the blessings that I have, that I very often neglect. Looking after a baby is not easy, but the Lord reminded me that it is actually a blessing. I am not married, as you all know that. I don't have a child. Of course, I'm not married, I don't have a child. but. Looking after babies, which is so difficult because it costs you a lot of, uh, you, you lose a lot of sleep. It's so tiring. But the Lord enabled me to see that it is actually a blessing, though it is hard, because he allowed me to experience what a mother could have. The feeling of being a mother because from young, I look after them, the baby. From young, I have to, from out of the hospital, I am the one who's taking good care of them. Little did I realize that it is not, it is a chore, it is a job that I signed for, but God had allowed me to experience being a mother to these babies in which I could not experience that because I do not have a baby. I, do, I cannot have a baby. So if that thing, those little things that we neglect will come in remembrance, 
brothers and sisters, no matter how tough our job, it is God who places us there. Though it is suffering, we just say, Lord, thank you. The Lord Jesus, when he is with his disciples, said this to them. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It is the Lord Jesus who says that. And this word that he says applies to us as well. Not only for the disciples, but for all of us now that we can have peace because the Prince of Peace dwells in us. The Prince of Peace, the Messiah, Jesus our Savior, had overcome the world. So we, with the help of the Holy Spirit as well, we could overcome the world and we could have joy and triumph in the midst of our suffering. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are indeed our God of comfort, our God who continue to encourage us, our God who is always with us, our God who promised that will, he, you will never leave us nor forsake us. It is you, Lord, who continue to say to us, fear not, for I am with you. Though sufferings may come our way, O Holy Spirit of the living God, continue to remind us that we can be thankful, we can rejoice, and we can be triumphant in the midst of our suffering. Thank you for your word that continue to encourage us. Thank you for the church that you have placed in our midst, that though we cannot meet in physical, you have created a way for us to commune and to have fellowship. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the joy. We thank you because we have a God who is merciful and true. We give you all the praises, the honor and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Let us now receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May the Lord of peace be with us all throughout this week. In Christ's name, amen. See you all again next Sunday, everyone, and uh, look for, we'll, let us look forward for another time of online service, another new message from the Lord, and we continue to encourage you that if you were able to come and join us here at Shekinah Hall, feel free to register so that we can also encourage each other, even if we need to practice a safe distancing, we can still encourage one another. Have a blessed afternoon, everyone, and thank you. God bless you all.